Dude, what if you got to Jackson Kane? What? Hey, welcome back, everybody. To hey, guys. Episode, episode nine. You're episode nine, Sam. We are. Crazy. Almost into the double digits. Almost there. And We're almost up to this, what? Wait, how many uh, of viewers are we up to now? I want to say we have total of like one. I think we have 162 plays through eight episodes. Shit. We're moving along. So hit, coming up on that 200 mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, we got this specific episode is going to be really entertaining, though. Mm-hmm. What are we about to go over, Sam? Um, what you got in store. I got, I got a bold mock draft that I've made that we're going to go over, and uh, <laughs> not to mention, we are joined by a few other people. Indeed, we are. Just from the GTA playlist mm-hmm. crew, that I'd say. I'm here to welcome Andrew Orn and Jacob Bible. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet y'all. Happy to be on. Mm-hmm. The Andrews always getting the shout outs, you know. <laughs> Every episode. And yeah. now he's on. It was a matter of time. Yep. <laughs> shout out, Andrew. Big fan. Of- <laughs> big- Let me just say, big fan of what y'all are doing. I'd be- I do listen and I am entertained. And that's all I can ask for. Well, that's so good to I'm, hear. I'm excited and honored to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you guys want to do like a uh, a intro about yourselves real quick? Let us in on sure. who you are. Sure. Andrew, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and get us started. Um, my name is Andrew. I'm 20 years old. One of Jared's roommates, along with a couple of other guys. And I'm currently working on getting back in school for um, my bachelor's in business. And other than that, I just kind of work and, you know, the GTA playlist and the, the <laughs> podcast. So um, that's pretty much all going on with me right now. If Jacob wants to go ahead. Jacob, uh, I'm 21. I live in South Carolina right now. I work at a grocery store, do school. And I'm a big Colts fan. So, yikes. What? <laughs> <Rough> huh? <life>. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. What about, uh, wouldn't you say, uh, Indianapolis fan? Yeah. I think what's fan? Rather? Yeah. Pacers, Colts, mm-hmm. and then Braves for baseball, Pan- Florida Panthers for hockey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> The one and only. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is probably one of the first podcasts where I met you guys yet, but you guys have met Jared up at UNF, and I would like to ask y'all like how how all three of you met, like at some point, one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, high school, getting trying to find a roommate at UNF, and I look on the roommate search thing, you know. You know what I mean? They got a roommate search thing. And I'm just looking through the pages, and there's this one kid that says he's, like, big sports fan, loves college football, something like that, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
And I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of similar to me, except for the Pittsburgh part. So I look up his Instagram and it says I got one mutual friend. I'm like, how? With some kid from Pennsylvania. Come to find out, it's Jack Stoddard. And I DM Jack, like, who is this Jared kid? And he's like, oh, you would love Jared. He's going to UNF also. So then I DM Jared and then decided to be roommates and the story goes from there. Mm-hmm. Wait, so how did you know uh, Stodds before? Oh, Stodds went to uh, middle school. Oh, down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, so like, was he still like a like really big? He was a huge. dude. Oh he boy, was a massive man at what? age thirteen or whatever. <laughs> Hopefully, he wasn't. He wasn't losing his hair yet. Okay. Oh my. <laughs> Jesus. That would have been good. <laughs> no spoiler. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, but we lived in the uh, a cove and in and in the villages. Mm-hmm. That was an experience. Mold <laughs> yes, issues in the villages. Mm-hmm. I feel like the cove really wasn't that bad, but. Nah, it was fine. We had the best Rocket League no, players was... right next to us. <laughs> Indeed. Know I know. I found that out earlier today. One of the dudes <laughs> that lived right next to us was like like in the top 100 for Rocket League. It's just wild to me. Mm-hmm. wonder who that is. Mm-hmm. I wish a little bit could have rubbed off on you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I think I was on the game yet. Back nah, then, I was playing it, but mm-hmm. I haven't you might have been at uh, Fortnite. That that was when. Yeah, okay, he was all in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, we had a uh, uh, Mason over to play Fortnite <laughs> all the time. Him and uh, who else was over? You you can't forget uh, my boy. Uh, TJ. TJ, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we showed up at like th- like three a.m. one night into the room whenever he was sleeping. Uh, yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> oh, my. Middle of the night, y'all hop on Fort, turn on all the lights. So funny. <laughs> Mason's actually where isn't it, Mason's where I come in. Then mm-hmm, that's exactly where you come in. Yep. You want to go over that? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So this one kid I had met, you know, earlier on in my freshman year, was working at uh, Cold Stone Creamery, at, like the ice cream place. Um, a little bit off campus and actually worked with Mason and um, me and him actually went together to a party that Mason invited us to that actually ended up being in Jared's dorm. It was not in my dorm. It was in. Well, you guys were, you were there. Yeah, we we were there. That was in his uh, dorm. I think it was a Mason's Mason's dorm. Yeah. Okay. So he invited you to that. Oh, so it was his party. Yeah, yeah. We were. I'm surprised. A good friends with it all, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know. I guess apparently, uh, we got pretty, pretty sauce that night. But <laughs> <laughs> we ended up. Um, me and Beans ended up becoming friends, and. You know, I would start, you know, going over and hanging out and trying to make it to some of Beans' parties. Like, in the you village. showed up late every single time. It yeah, was just dude, because I worked, because I, I would always work and, like, try and rush home and rush over, like, to the thing, and I get there, and, like, 
it's people are fucked up. People are like just done. Like it's been a while. You've already been received noise noise complaints or like I did I didn't get the chance to go to one and that was one where you got like written up for it, right? Mm, yeah, I remember that's, that. a, that's a whole story, but yeah, and then Beans, you know, ended up playing on Xbox with us a whole a shit ton. Um or a crap ton. Are we What's that cursing thing? Yeah. No, nah, you're good. You're good. Okay, I figured it. I figured I figured this one to make sure. Um yeah, and then so, you know, one uh one night we were playing Fortnite, me and Beans, and uh I think other people too, and it was just me and Beans left on and we had just like just found out that we had needed a replacement roommate. Um because like one of our roommates was moving out and so I like hit up Jared and it wasn't really a serious thing like at the time and I just suggested it but you know come a a year and some change later but uh we like like we were gonna move into the uh flats but uh I don't know I kind of like switched my mind like like at the last second rent wise (laughs) Yeah, COVID hit anyway, so it all got. Yeah, it it ended, it up, ended up being a good play. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, that's really how we met. When do you think you're gonna head up to uh, UNF again? You think? Me? Yeah, the Jacob. Hopefully, damn. I was thinking about next weekend, but since y'all are gonna be gone, kind of just need to know when you guys are gonna be back in Jacks, because that's the easiest place for me to get to. Mm-hmm. Dude, what if you got to Jackson Kane? What? You're not there. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear that? That was like that. Did I hear that? I right? mean, if you want to hear, that's not to happen, anyways. But yeah. You know. um, but like, but like, I mean, when Jacob, did... you can make it uh, clear water if you want. Mm-hmm. I gotta work though. Oh shit. <laughs> Now nah, that whole like that whole uh, thing's messed up right now. I feel like Ross like screwed up like on the like on his end with like inviting um Andrew Ian and Elliot cuz I like cuz I like invited them and he said that it was okay and all of a sudden I figure out that it's like that it isn't okay. Not okay. And yeah. then they feel like they aren't like like invited. And then Ross hits me up. It's like, oh, they can get a hotel like on the island. I'm like, well, I yeah. wish I would, but they decided to make like other uh, plans already. Yeah, and, I think. Uh, and I'm like, well, it's like this is just it was just awful timing on his end with everything. But I'd be willing to help pitch in for that hotel. <laughs> I said that. So I told months. Ian that. Yeah. <laughs> I said that to you. he's like, well, you know what, one hundred dollars. I mean, yeah. it's probably no more than that, but I mean, hundred bucks is hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a great gesture, but it's like, you know, even if it's especially your money, since our money, been, it's just especially crazy. since like I talk with y'all all the time, and I've like never met y'all. It's sort of like <laughs> when I first met. Jonathan or a bunch of the people in Swift, you know, where it's like you always talk with them. Gr- granted, circumstances are different because 
seeing someone in Pittsburgh, whereas we're going way down to Clearwater. Yeah. To meet someone, you know? <clears throat> but it's still be it's dope. Down there. Dude, we might be able to, like, stop by for a night, but I don't know. I mean, the night's really yeah. not I mean, enough, to be honest. Get one, get one, get a night in. Hit the road, not not hurt her while it's too too much. So, Definitely. but we we gotta we gotta laser down a, a plan. We're gonna be doing that uh, this coming week before we head into the weekend. And then we'll know when the dust settles. But like you know, considering like maybe if we can get over there for like a night, yeah, you know, spend the night, maybe the next day, and then yeah, because I cause I know that be a move. Cause I know that smelly's like like it like it. Uh, like idea for having a vacation was sleeping like in Ian's car, and I don't know how well that would go, but yeah, <laughs> me and Ian nope. actually did that one night in Tampa, <laughs> one of the craziest nights of my life. Why, why did you do that? <laughs> so, so we were like at USF and like in Tampa, and we went to a club downtown and like Ubered back, and we were supposed to be able to stay in this guy's dorm. But he like the guy like was having somebody over and we couldn't come and like spend the night. Damn. Someone that Ian had known from high school. So he was just like, Yeah, never mind. You can't stay. And so me and Ian just ended up in the car. It wasn't the worst experience in my life, but like that was after like <laughs> getting getting fucked up and like sobering up and like falling asleep. <laughs> Not my prime, but it did, you know, save us money. Where we to like buy a hotel last minute? Was it what? <laughs> was it what? Two people or three people in our car? I think it was on the Ian. Yeah, if that was with three, like whoever's in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, they were living yeah, life back that. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does not sound that ideal. But you probably have to go back to. I'd assume for your job the next day, like whatever day you're going to head like whatever day. And then y'all probably got to go back to your job or something like that. Right. Yeah. We, I mean, we got a, a certain amount of time off in anticipation, in anticipation that we would be spending like the whole week. Um, yeah. So I think we're going to try and take a couple of those days since we already have them off and we were already planning on being out of town. I think we're gonna take a couple and maybe we're thinking Key West right now, maybe Fort Lauderdale, somewhere like that. So we're looking to make it something, but we do gotta get back relatively soon. That might be the move. Is that sort of what I did when like scheduling the go up to UPGA for like two weekends? Like pretty much set it so where I'd work morning, drive up to uh Actually, I did this for IE Patties, too. I'd work morning, drive up, spend the night, and then head back, make home for work the next day. Yeah. And it was part of war, pretty much. I mean, like that sounds awful, though. Like, if you were to wake up hungover, it doesn't yeah. sound like an ideal plan. I but... haven't. I haven't experienced that yet, so mm-hmm. that's to be determined. Mm-hmm. We're going to attest that whenever we're in... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm down in Florida. Yeah, I'm definitely getting blacked out down there. Oh my god! <laughs> out on the beach, just like in the middle of the day. Oh boy! 
Bro, we have a pool too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even want to know what the hell is gonna go on at that house. We're gonna have the setup, dude. <laughs> it's it it should be nice. I'm excited. Bro, that's gonna be like a great five days. Like just thinking about the thought of having twelve people in a house like that. See now, I think it's only nine. I could be wrong. Yeah, that's what I saw. Like from the Snap group chat, there was only nine people. I wasn't that, sure if there were more coming. That that's why I was honestly more upset whenever I found that out because it fits how many, isn't it? I thought it was twelve. Yeah, and I don't know why it would be like an issue with having Ami and Elliot and Andrew there, but I don't know. I don't think it is. It's just the the first thing Ross said was that no, like they can't stay here. And then now it's like they're cool to come over. I think maybe that's what it is, but I don't know. That's weird. Either way, it definitely would be down to see boys whenever I go to Florida. Mm-hmm. Which it's gonna be it's gonna be our first trip to Florida. Mm-hmm. I've been Nope. <laughs> it so is an experience. Go water and not like Fort Lauderdale or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> be a little yeah, different. Gotta ease yourself. Yeah, you're not gonna be in Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not gonna be in Miami. Wait, so uh, Jacob, like you lived like like would you say that that's like the hood of a Florida where like you lived? I mean, not where I live specifically, but the area around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. That was where, like, Yak and everyone that came up. Mm-hmm. Kodak ah. X. Basically, from Florida. Mm-hmm. The idol. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Yak. We'll be seeing him at Rolling Loud. Never Yo. changed my never changed my phone number. On my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> You better bring me up on the stage. I think I'm gonna contact management. Make that happen. We we need to get there like Maybe like early early. <laughs> no, <laughs> is it happening? What rolling loud? Yeah, July yeah. 24th or the weekend, the 23rd through the 25th and the 24th. Oh uh, wow! Mm-hmm. You actually going? Mm-hmm. We yeah. bought tickets. Oh shit! That's gonna be. We're in there. <laughs> I am down almost. A five hundred dollars. <laughs> I kind of want to go. Mm-hmm. It's I a mean, lot, dude. I'm like look at the trip. lineup, dude. And dude, look at the lineup. I'm seeing Uzi live. I, that's all. That's all I want to see. <laughs> Everyone else, I'm excited for. Relevant. Dude, but like so <sighs> many. Like I tried not to geek out, but it's crazy. <laughs> it's a setup, bro. Yeah, and, and having <laughs> having us spend to the. I think it'll be even better this time. Mm-hmm. Like one, I think a lineup's a little bit more solid, and two, like we got that experience for like yeah. certain aspects. And I feel like with uh, a COVID being a thing, like everyone's like excited to head to like a festivals, like like the things yeah. again. Like it's gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. People are yeah. wild. It's probably mm-hmm. gonna be in like the headlines and shit, like about oh, yeah. the first thing. There'll probably be some crazy COVID stats associated with it. 
Mm-hmm. But everybody's young. It'll be all right. I'm hoping everyone's just a vaccinated by vaccinated. then, but yeah, probably not. Out. Probably mm-hmm. not, especially in Florida. But <laughs> you know, the theoretically, they like, could yeah. have they could have the choice to do it if they so wanted. Mm-hmm. Like this summer is going to be like incredibly crazy. We're back. Mm-hmm. We're back in business. It's going to be like. I feel like outside. it's the best summer in like a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have to We're outside. Stuff. I'm gonna have to make a couple trips down to Florida because mm-hmm. I'm oh, not wasting sure. my entire summer up here in bumfuck nowhere. Just uh, hooping in your a backyard hooping. with some random snake. Yep, snake pulled up tonight. That was cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. come on, just come up to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's I've that's I've true. been I've been like attempting to. Have everyone up in the Berg. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, you get to meet I'm, your, looking uh, at, I'm looking at a lot of free space in August. Whew, you get to meet your free space. space in August. You get to meet your favorite GTA player, Kyle Watkins. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! We got to get it so we can go to one of his football games. I'm not sure when in August specifically that is, but if it's that would be like so funny. <laughs> we just don't tell him, and we all just show up to his game. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh my! Now he's wait is wait is he like O line senior? Yeah, O line as well. Mm. I'd want him to. A Kyle, someone, if he was like a <laughs> linebacker or something, it <laughs> just rammed into someone. Stevie's <laughs> as bad as uh, real football as he is at running back. If <laughs> 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 he can have black or run, <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of football, we got we got some real big. Uh, News up here at the end of the month, Sam. I heard that you guys have been working on your mock, uh, mm-hmm. mock drafts. Uh, mm-hmm. I think He's, Jacob also made one too. Mm-hmm. Y'all got some spicy, spicy hot takes. <coughs> Andrew, I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if you made one or not, but I, I only did. made. You did have one? Didn't. No, no, I was gonna say I actually didn't end up getting to it. I had a little bit of a crazy weekend and today was at work, so mm-hmm. oh yeah, how was that? You went to uh Universal. How was that? Uh, it was a great time. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. They kicked you out one day, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a little bit a little bit annoying um and nerve-wracking because we didn't know the weather for the next day. It looked like it was going to rain, so we thought we might have, you know, thrown our chances of getting a nice full day in the park. But we ended up making it in Sunday, and it went well. And we made it home Sunday night. So, long weekend, but lots of fun there. Nice. Um, ended up working out. Mm-hmm. Beans, I got to show you, actually. I got I got some golf drip. Actually? Yeah, at the... Uh, uh, at the uh, Nike outlet in Orlando, at the outlets there. Oh shit! You're gonna be uh, looking like uh, uh, a Tiger Woods out there whenever we hit the links next. No, no. I, I was gonna, I was gonna get the, a Tiger one, but I, I thought it was corny. So, 
<laughs> a little bit disrespectful on my part. <laughs> no, no. Back to back to the drafts, though. I do want to hear these mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah, I made about half of mine, but I feel like like the first like nine are like obvious the picks. But mm-hmm. other than that, I gave up on mine. I got like the Steelers pick, but other than <laughs> that, I don't know. So do we just want to just rattle? Like we'll go like one at a time over each of our the first picks, and then we'll we could, like, do like our second pick, like that. We could like go through like each team. Like say like pick one would be Jacksonville. I mean that's just hypothetically, and then we'll both. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say we could both like talk about what they should do with said pick, like whenever it comes to that point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. And I think that might be the move. Mm-hmm. So, well, I feel like we all know like the so, uh, like like the first pick. I feel like I we should the all. First pick is clearly I, I nice Kyle Trask. Nice Kyle Trask jersey and a nice teal, you know. Duval. I already See, I, I like that pick. I like that pick. Mm-hmm. I already pre-ordered one here. Should be arriving soon. All right, back to seriousness. Um, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. the first overall pick. Pretty much a lock, yeah. Yeah. Yep, I sure. think it's a good move for them. Uh, I mean, Minshew's not bad, but don't know if you can really uh, pass up on this the talent. is not no. going to be you anywhere near. No, no, not even you close. Any of these. Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence is sort of like the least – like the m- most boring, like first overall. Someone brought this up. Trevor Lawrence is the most boring number one pick ever because we've known he was going to be the number one pick for like three years. Yeah. A Basically, after he left, after he left high school. I no, his freshman year, like when he won the national championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like after yeah. that, everyone's was like, crazy. this dude's going first overall. Mm-hmm. Yep. There wasn't a thought about it. As someone who lives in Clemson, it is not super unexciting to me. It's uh, It's been a fun three years to watch him play in person. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and, like, for the build-up art for the uh, draft. Yeah, the, for the draft. Like, everyone everyone knows Trevor Lawrence. It's not like with the Niners pick, which we'll get to later, where it's a bunch of anticipation. Jesus. Yeah. It's, a bunch of, it's a bunch of anticipation. Yeah, where you don't know what out. they're gonna do, mm. but with Jags, you already, you already know it's Trevor Lawrence. It's Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence. We can move on. Easy with pick. the second pick. And speaking of, of the Jets, pretty. Speaking of like pretty set in stone picks, I think uh, Zach Wilson is pretty much the consensus number two. That's who yeah. I have at number two. I think he fits well there, but better than Fields. <clears throat> His arm is like incredible. watching that one video was insane. Watching him th- like throw off his a back foot all the way downfield. He's got a rocket. Like the Ew. fact that somebody, the fact that somebody could hit a crossbody sixty yard pass. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. insane to think about. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll see how it works out. For now me. let's clarify with this. There are some things that could be concerning. Whether it be like the consistency with like accuracy, 
Or mm-hmm. like a fumbling issue. Yeah. Or he wasn't too bad with fumbles, but mm-hmm. he, I think he had seven in his total career. Mm-hmm. Which, those are just things to consider. <coughs> he doesn't end up being this great QB. Mm-hmm. But clearly, he's the second best QB in this draft. Yes. Yeah. My, now, my only. No, you can go ahead. No, no, you're good. My, go ahead. My only concern with it is. Um, well, it's nothing to do with Zach Wilson. It's the Jets. That's exactly Will what I was about Jets to say. Will the Jets him up and make him the biggest bust in NFL draft? That's history. exactly what I think will happen. I just, I think that they're still just so, just mediocre, and they're think, just not going to go yeah. anywhere. I think yeah. he could have given I think the I, Jets Trevor Lawrence, and they would have found a way to fuck it up. They would have found a way to Andrew Luck him. Yep. I mean, I mean, they found they they found a way to fuck up getting that pick. So yeah, same kind of situation. And I think mediocre is even being a little bit generous. Yeah, that's a little nice. Mm. I'm willing to give uh, Robert Sala a chance. Yeah, I mean, I'll give Robert Sala a chance. I feel like because I feel like you could be a good coach. And Joe Douglas has done good things as GM. Like that Jamal Adams trade looks really good. Sometimes it's just hard to get past the name on the front of the jersey. Imagine, uh, imagine mm-hmm. if they just shock the world and take Mac Jones. <laughs> I would laugh my ass off because they'll butt fumble it you somehow. The Giants <laughs> taking Daniel Jones was bad. <laughs> we mm-hmm. just do that. <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of, Mac, of Jones, Mac Jones, no way you have him at three, Sam. Don't tell me it's don't. true. Do Don't it. tell me it's true. At number three, let's let's be clear about this. Let's be clear about this. Any of the five top QBs would be really, really good for the the Niners team. Wouldn't y'all agree? And we I mean agree. like we mean like, like top Lance, five QBs: so Fields Lance, and Wilson, Lawrence, Fields. Um, who's the other one? Jones. The Kyle Trask. No, no that's six. <laughs> Quit laughing. <laughs> Quit that's, laughing. That's, that's getting out of here. But with all that being considered, I'd figure at this point, if you're trying to make that step to become a Super Bowl contender and be able to win the game ultimately, it's going to come down to who has the more talented quarterback. And that's the direction I'm going to head in with this pick. I know – from what I've heard, that the Niners might be in on Mac Jones. But if we're talking about in terms of arm talent, having the legs, having the accuracy, there's not a better pick to have than Justin Fields. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Now, for the people that think he's going to fall, which if he honestly falls like out of top ten, that's a mistake. Yeah. Even if, if he, he falls, falls out of top five, that's a mistake. If the he falls out of top five, go on. No, I was going to say just quickly whoever, if he falls at all, congratulations to whoever gets him because you got at least the third, possibly the second best quarterback in the draft at an absolute steal. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like it's sort of like the year Deshaun fell in the draft. Mm-hmm. But the one problem that everyone points out with Justin Fields. He's incredibly slow processor. When it comes to like going from read one to read two to three 
And if you consider that, like that has that has potential to be a bust. But if you're on a team with a good coaching staff, then it honestly shouldn't matter. I mean, just last year, Justin Herbert was one of those considered slow processor dudes, and a year later, he looked really good. Yeah, I I think with Justin Fields it's less of a slow processor and more of a belief in himself that he can extend the play to the point where that number one wide receiver will get open for him. So mm-hmm. since he's not forced to get the ball out as fast as he would at the NFL level at college, he can make a bigger play going for that number one route and still not get sacked. And that's the thing have to change. And that's mm-hmm. the thing with playing at Ohio state or Alabama or a lot of these big big name teams where the play design would be specifically for that one. Like I think there was I was watching the Indiana game for a field. There was this one play. It was snag. It was a I wanna say it was cover two they were running and he just threw it right where three defenders were towards that one specific dude. And if you search up I think Justin Herbert did the same exact thing in a USC game. I want to say it was the one where they lost their undefeated. It was he threw it right to the guy. Like snag is literally a play design designed to beat cover two, and you throw a pick on it. And I'm saying I'm saying that because these are issues that can be ironed out. And if you're going to the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan, that's going to be like a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. Having someone like Justin Fields, who is probably the fastest QB in the draft, you can make it. You can make I. You can actually make the case he's the most accurate, and his arm is incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. And also, also, if he were to somehow fell, like, just consider this. Next year's 2022 NFL draft, like, there's not another QB that's anywhere near fields. Emory Jones, but we won't get into that. Yeah, so just <laughs> Spencer Rattler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this Rattler time we'll be talking Rattler, mm-hmm. just like we're talking about Trevor and Zach, so. Sammy Howe is another one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens every year. We fall like, into the are any of these guys anywhere near? I mean, no. we'll have to wait and see, but yeah. We'll have to wait and at see, the moment. Probably now. not. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields is a lot better than yeah. he's getting credit for this week. Wait, so then we got to spin back. So, Sam, who do you have the uh, 49ers? I, I said Justin Fields. Didn't you I? said yeah. Fields? Okay, yeah, I just yeah, wanted to make sure. All right. So we're all but, on the same page. We all got yes. one. So far we have one, two, three, all the same. I hope that God this is smoke, but uh, there are way too many reports saying Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Yeah. There's just way too many things coming out saying, suggesting that the Niners could do that. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. If on Thursday they pick Mac Jones, it would not shock me, but it would disappoint me because he's mm-hmm. not the third best quarterback and he is nowhere near a top three pick in the draft this year. 
You can make an argument he's not even that the first round. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm saying he's I think not last year he's not a first rounder. I, I'm going to say this before I get slandered by all the Mac Jones fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's really good with his pocket awareness, and he's also a really good processor. Like the national championship game perfectly highlights that. Like first three wasn't open. All right, he got the second, and then he's going to the third. He's getting all these reads, but you know who else is really good at uh, processing? Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. And the thing about that, Jimmy G is a good QB. Let's not get that wrong. The problem is he's not one of those top 10 QBs, talents. And when you consider that, like take, take uh, Mahomes, for example, like, Coming out of college, I'd say he's probably – I'd say he's not what he is today from where he started out originally, mainly because of the decisions he'd make where he'd always be trying to force things. But now you see him making these absolutely insane plays. And I'm not saying Fields is going to be that. I'm not even saying any of these guys are going to be that. But No. Just because you're like smart at a college level and like you have all you're able to make all these reads and throws, like at the end of the day, you're gonna need talent through your arm, like your accuracy. Like you need to be able to throw a football. Yeah. That's I what mean, I'm trying to say. Mac Jones was sitting behind the best offensive line in college football, throwing to the best wide receivers in college football. And we still don't think of him as the number one quarterback. And so. and looking at looking at some of his tapes, like I wouldn't call him inaccurate, but no, he I missed he's, he missed some throws here and there. Now I'm not talking I'm not talking about the combine tape. No, I'm talking about like actual games. I think he is a good quarterback, but I think he is just getting way too much hype right now, and I'm not sure if it's a smoke screen or what is going on with Mac Jones. I think he's good, but I don't think he's – I think he's – I mean, I have him even below Trey Lance, but that's if you remember talent. Because if you remember back in 2018, there was a bunch of smoke that uh, the Browns were going to take Sam Donald or Josh Rosen, and yeah. then draft day comes around, and all of a sudden Baker Mayfield's stocks all the way up for some reason. Yep. I mean, And then ended up picking it. And – that ended up being perfect for them. Mm-hmm. All right. Who you got the Falcons taking at four? Honestly, we can go four for if, four here. If, <laughs> if Fields was available, it'd be a no-brainer here. Mm-hmm. But I definitely Kyle Pitts. Yeah. With Fields, got, off, with mm-hmm. Fields off the board, Kyle Pitts. I wouldn't be against them getting Penny Sewell. But I think day one, like Kyle Pitts is just so good. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just don't think you can. The best off. hands in the draft, without a doubt. I do want to talk about. I do want to talk about these uh, Julio trade rumors a bit. Yeah, I'm not buying them. Do you think well, he's staying? The yeah. only reason I buy him is because it's a cap situation. They literally don't have enough money to sign their draft class. So that's the only way I'm buying it is because they literally don't have the money to sign 
for example, Kyle Pitts, oh, if they yeah, but, So I don't know if they'll work some cap magic or trade someone else. I couldn't I imagine. I couldn't imagine trading down for cap space. Yeah, that literally I mean, that literally sounds stupid. But if they trade Julio on like the fourth pick, I brought this up to you guys earlier, but. Mm-hmm. Like the ninth pick and like Judy and the fortieth pick for the Broncos, like you're essentially just trading down for a much worse version of Julio, and yeah, who knows what the draft picks will be. Yeah, I don't know. I hope they don't have to do that. I hope they can work some cap magic. I mean, should have. I mean, imagine Pitts and Julio. On the field uh, together at the same time. as well. What are you gonna do? Yeah. How do you stop it? Besides Matt Ryan, but um. How <laughs> did they won. How did they won? Their best offensive mm-hmm. weapon. Mm-hmm. By far, he's not just unguardable. Yeah. He's I'd getting say. ten touchdowns in the red zone if he's on that team. Yep. Be a great fantasy football player right there. <laughs> And the Bengals, do they protect Burrow or do they give him his favorite weapon? Oh, I want to hear. I you. think they have enough weapons, but I got them with. Uh, uh, I got them with Sewell. Yep, I think they'll get Panay Sewell. As much fun as Jamar Chase would be, and the fact that you could get a pretty good tackle in the second this year, I don't think you can pass on Sewell. Mm-mm. And I'd say the offensive line is definitely the issue. Yep. Except mm. the thing is, it's mainly their interior offensive line. That's that's, that's where I could see them taking Slater because Rashad Slater say can Slater play on the inside of, also. But I'd say Slater is more of a tackle. I mean, he is a tackle. Or better built for it, you say. In a pinch, he could play guard for a couple of years. And if you look at a a lot of the day two picks, you got a ton, and I mean a ton of guards and centers. So there's you got Jonah Williams, you got Riley Reef, granted for one year, but he's an upgrade over Bobby Hart. Yeah. And if you get some day two picks in there, it's not gonna be the greatest O line, but you could get a decent O line. So that leads me to my number five pick, which is gonna be Jamar Chase. Can't can't knock since, it at all. Mm-hmm. Since uh, the Bengals love running three receiver sets, they don't really have a true X receiver. Like they're not gonna have somebody that generates as much attention from the defense as Jamar Chase. T. Higgins is good. Tyler mm-hmm. Boyd is good. Neither of those guys are what Jamar Chase is getting hyped up to be. Mm-hmm. One scout even said that Jamar Chase, the best prospect he's evaluated since Julio. Yeah. Which that alone says a lot. And I'd understand why you would take an offensive line here. But I feel I feel like you have those are both just as much of a need as one another. Yeah, I mean I Keeping Joe Burrow upright is very important, but I 
that's a logical pick there. But oh my god, if they pick Jamar Chase, that is going to be the most fun TV to watch for the next ten years. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow mm-hmm. just click, and yeah. it would be so fun if they picked Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I really hope they do, even though Joe Burrow might die. But it's a deep, <laughs> it's a deep well, offensive line class. Well, all right. if, you think, if you think of it like this, say hypothetically speaking, they end up with Jamar Chase, Quinn Miners, and Walker Little. So mm-hmm. you would have Quinn Miners for the center. You would have uh, Walker Little probably play tackle, move Riley Reef to guard, yeah. and then you're looking at that offensive line, and it's looking a hell of a lot better. It's pretty, Walker Little is really good. And you didn't even need to spend that fifth pick on a lineman. Nope. And I know Walker Little could be risky because of the injury thing. Mm-hmm. But if he stays healthy, that's a hell of a player. That's just hypothetically speaking, though. Yeah. We don't know what day two is going to look like after the rest of the draft, you know, mm-hmm. or rest of the first round, I should say. Yeah. Which leads us to a six. Of the Dolphins. What do y'all got? Well, since I had the Bengals picking Sewell, I have been picking Jamar Chase. Yep. That's, what that's, a, and that's a thing that – the Dolphins are in such a great spot. They're pretty much mm-hmm. taking leftovers from who the Bengals are going to take, or the Falcons yep. for that matter. Mm-hmm. So, in this scenario, since the Bengals, in my case, are taking uh, Jamar Chase, I think they're going to get Penny Sewell, put him at left tackle. They're going to take Austin Jackson, put him at right, and then move Robert Hunt to guard. And then, just like that, that line unit's looking pretty good. Yep. Pretty easy pick for the Dolphins there. Whoever Falcons and Bengals don't take, you take them with a smile on your face, and you can find out if two is real deal or not real fast. Mm-hmm. I, I don't – I know you could take Devontae Smith or mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle, but – yeah. Honestly, like showing up the line at least, then like, because it's not like they're in desperate need of receiver at the moment. It wouldn't hurt, but I don't think it's a huge need for them. I mean, they could definitely use whoever. Like, they could definitely use a Jamar Chase or a Devontae. Yeah, Mm -hmm. every offense in the NFL could use a Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith. Yep, indeed. So, uh, Lions. Mm-hmm. Who do we got here? So They need a lot of help. Scenario, they need a lot. Scenario, Devontae Smith would fall to them. That's true. Because I don't think either of us picked him to go. Mm, no. And the thing about that is there's a lot of teams calling for that number seven pick. Yep. And my scenario... I had a trade up with the Washington football team. Ooh. I I uh, I swapped their picks, <coughs> so uh, gave up two thirds as well as next year's first round pick. And with that, 
They end up selecting Trey Lance. Ooh. Really? I like it. Because that way you have that QB who can definitely win with his arm and his legs. He's This is one of his more underrated traits. He's really good with ball security. Like He's not going to be throwing passes to double coverage. And pretty much worst-case scenario, it's pretty much a game manager day one. And then one day he can end up being that player that ends up winning you games single-handedly if he develops mm-hmm. properly. Mm-hmm. And one of his big flaws, <clears throat> I'd say one of his big flaws is uh, he's a uh, one-read and then run kind of player. And yeah. playing at North Dakota State, that's not going to – work in the NFL all the time. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I have – yeah, I don't think the Lions can make a selection at seven. I think they have to trade back and get more picks. So I have them trading back with the Cardinals. I didn't really feel like figuring out what they would get for that, but it would probably be a lot. I have the Cardinals taking Jalen Waddle just because Devonta Smith has too many question marks with his size, and Jalen Waddle is really, really good. Team him up with Kyler, D-Hop. I really like the fit with Jalen Waddle, especially since you got him as your deep threat on the one side. You got DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. Yep. And pretty much the middle of the field is wide open for whoever's playing a slot. Yep. I think that would be a really – Really interesting fit there. The only thing with that is <clears throat> I feel like they have a lot of needs that, especially at corner or edge, or specifically opposite of uh, Chandler Jones, since I think J.J. Watt's a 3-4 end. I feel like trading up to get someone like that, I, f- I don't know if what they'd be willing to give up. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really Other than that, that, like the fit of that would be really good. Yeah, I don't know how they would do it, but I know that the Cardinals are being super aggressive right now, and I'm pretty sure they'd be willing to give up a decent amount that would make the Lions happy there, just based off of how they've played this offseason so far. For sure. I would also, uh, for the Lions, this would make sense since this year – they're, they're, it's clear they're rebuilding. You yeah. build up more draft capital over the next two years. Mm-hmm. And it just works out. Yeah, too many holes to only have one selection. Mm-hmm. You got to trade back. Too many holes to fill there. Now, I think in your scenario, you have the Panthers, right? Yeah, I got the Panthers next. Is a team? I feel like a team would be trading up there. To, to or at least talking to them. Yeah, I feel like New eight. Yeah, particularly New England, especially in this in this scenario where Mac Jones is still sitting there. You don't uh, think that the Panthers would hold on to get a quarterback? No. Nah, I, I think they're going to let it ride with Sam Darnold for at least one year just to see how it works, which is why I have the Panthers selecting Rashawn Slater to keep him upright. I have that same selection. There we go. Even I know it. <laughs> and then this uh 
I have something interesting happening with this Broncos pick. On my, I'll go first since mine is, well, I mean, it's still interesting, but because our scenarios are different at this point, I have the Broncos taking Trey Lance because mm. Trey Lance is really good and he can sit behind Drew Locke for a little bit. Not saying that's going to be a whole year, but Trey, just let him sit there for a little bit. He's from the, not from the area, but it's from his part of the country. He can sit back, and then when he gets his chance, he can be really good there. Definitely. And except the, th- the only thing I'm back and forth about is I don't know. I don't know if we've seen, like, I don't know if it's, like, too early to give up on Drew Locke yet. Like, I know you yeah. don't want to wait too long, but it's normally that three-year window mm-hmm. where you could tell if, like, a QB is good or not. And after that third year, we usually have that answer. Yeah. And even if you go back to last year with like QBs like Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen, mm-hmm. like how how the perception of how they were one year ago compared to now, yes, is incredibly different. So in this yeah. scenario, I'm not taking a QB to replace Drew Locke unless it's a must. Unless it's a uh, what's it called guaranteed yeah. upgrade over him. Yeah. So before, if, uh, you, before so if, you say your pick, I'm gonna say that the Broncos are really, really trigger happy when it comes to their quarterbacks. John Elway is not one to be pleased easily. That's why I have them taking Trey Lance right now mm-hmm. instead of giving Drew Locke another year. Hmm. I don't think they've. Actually, yeah, they have. Never mind. Yeah. I, I thought of that Peyton Manning thing, and I was thinking, like, after that, with all their mm-hmm. QBs, but there was a lot. That Peyton Manning one is the really outlier. Yeah. I'd say that's the first of John Elway's tenure. Granted, George Peyton's now the new GM. Mm-hmm. I'd say Peyton Manning was the only time he actually did that. And yeah. how long ago was that? It's a long time ago. I mean, it was the year Andrew Luck got drafted, so 2012. Oh, wow. Nearly a decade ago. Yes. That's wild. Since then, what, he leaving 15, 16-ish? And so it feels like a new quarterback every year. So in this scenario, I'd say outside of QB – I'd say Micah Parsons would be a really good fit for them to select. But but we do have an interesting call from another team that's three spots below That's they're going to tr- make a trade with. And that's where the birds come in. <laughs> the Eagles make this trade up ahead of both the Giants and Cowboys. And with that... They give up their next year's second round pick since uh, they essentially have three first round picks if you count the Colts as a first round pick. So you you trade that second round pick to move up three spots ahead of two divisional rivals and you take Devontae Smith. I like it. That way you don't have to wait for to see what – the Cowboys or the Giants end up doing. Mm-hmm. Why did they decide to move 
a back like in like in the first place. Well, I assume they would hope that one of those guys were gonna be available. Yeah, so I got a couple of theories. I think if if we have a shot to get Devonta, we'll take him. Obviously, um, I don't know <laughs> if we'll need to trade up for him. Um, just being honest, like from what you guys have been talking about, mainly like a lot of those picks are already between a couple people for those teams. I'd say if a team were to take Devontae before the Eagles, it would be the Giants. Yep. Potentially. Uh, the only the only reason I could see is not trading, trading up there is, you know, this time I've been looking, <laughs> seeing what people are saying for the Eagles, and I did see a lot of people have the Eagles sitting at 12 and <laughs> picking up J.C. Horn um, at cornerback and give us a little bit more depth there. We're not too solid right now um, in the secondary. What would you guys think about that? That's it's definitely – the, the only problem is um, a receiver is such a hole for the Eagles. Like, can this be another year where you just address it through another second-round pick or something like that? That's probably not going to pan out. I feel like if you have to get that must, you have to get that uh, must, uh, what's the word? Guarantee. You got to get that guarantee at receiver. Yeah. Taking a chance. Some of these later guys. Yeah, the Eagles got a bunch of offensive questions right now. Should, should yeah, we get at, to, at quarterback too? Yeah. So, should we go to the Cowboys and Giants before we? For sure. For sure. For do sure. more Eagles talk, which I'm <laughs> down to do. The Eagles are fascinating. Definitely. I assume <laughs> Cowboys. Were you straightforward with this one, or? For the Cowboys, yeah, straightforward. Pat Sertain, dude, is a beast. I hey, that's what I have. <laughs> yeah. He went to high school with my friend Jack. I've been watching him since he was in high school. Dude is unreal. He's the best corner in the draft. Take him. Put him in the lineup. Sertan is definitely the pick. And I think he'll fit really well in Dan Quinn's scheme. Mm-hmm. In that cover three, you know. I don't know who I'd have over him or J.C. Horn, though. Uh, I have him over of- J.C. Horn. In terms because, of being a man-to-man corner, I think J.C. Horn would be much better. I just have J.C. Horn below him because of penalty issues I see coming because of how physical he plays. He reminds me of um, Rocky Sen for the Colts, a much better version of Rocky Sen. But Rocky Sen plays really aggressive and picks up a lot of penalties for it, even if he's not really doing anything that bad. It's just yeah, J.C. Horn, definitely one of the best press corners that mm-hmm. have come out in a minute. Another yeah, another really good corner is Caleb Farley, but he has injury concerns. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get to him later. But. Yeah, I think if J.C. Horn can figure out a way to not get called for penalties, he will be better than Passerton, but that is to be seen. It's also scheme-dependent, too, with these corners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who do you have the Giants taking then? So, with Devontae Smith on the board, 
They have one or two options. They can get Micah Parsons or Jalen Waddle. But for this one, I made sure to get that that uh, deep threat for uh, Jalen Waddle. So that way you can open up the field. Him and Galladay could open up the field for everyone else, essentially. Mm-hmm. And with that selection, all of a sudden the Giants are full of offensive talent. Like you got him, Galladay, Saquon, Pro Bowl, Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's I'm... like mentioning Sterling Shepard or Darius. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not saying it's the best in the world, but. Still have Daniel Jones throwing it to him, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Jalen Waddle. As, no, as, as much as of a rival, I kind of like Danny Dimes as a QB. <laughs> I'm not sold yet, but I, I'm willing to be sold on him. I think I have the Giants taking Devontae Smith with uh, Jalen Waddle off the board. There's been a lot of connections. He's been hanging out in NYC lately. I just think he is going to be a Giant. And, I mean, talking about him and Jalen Waddle, it goes hand in hand right there. The Giants are all of a sudden a very good offensive team with a uh, two number one receivers essentially. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, plus if Saquon could come back, mm-hmm. he doesn't it have to be deadly. He was his rookie year, but he's that yeah. dynamic back. That's all he really needs to be. If he resembles himself at all, the Giants have a really good offense all of a sudden. And since we brought up uh, Daniel Jones, uh, if you compare like his situation to, let's say, Drew Locks, like I feel like there's more buzz around Denver getting a QB, and not as much, comparatively speaking, to the Giants at least. Like yeah, I don't feel I don't feel like Daniel Jones or Drew Locke have necessarily been better than one another. Yeah, I just feel like it's because Daniel Jones was drafted higher than him so they kind of have to give him a chance i mean i think if it doesn't work out this year then there will be a lot of buzz especially if he gets where they get to determine his uh fifth year option Mm -hmm. so i think after this year we'll know whether or not he's the guy you got a lot to prove this year Mm -hmm. so that leads us to 12 since my scenario, I would have had the Broncos taking Micah Parsons at nine. They trade down. I didn't come up with details for this one, but they still get Micah Parsons three picks later. And that's pretty much a really good fit with uh, Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb. And you got Micah Parsons coming up free and like the inside with those mm-hmm. two at the edge. You can even line them up as an uh, edge player as well, especially in Vic Fangio's scheme. Mm-hmm. That's just why I love it for the Broncos. Yeah. And in my scenario, I still have the Eagles here, and they will be picking J.C. Horn, who I said 
I have a little bit of concern about penalties, but if he can get away with it, he's going to be really, really good. I feel like he's definitely, in terms of like cover corner, I've said this already, but he's definitely the best cover corner in the draft. Yep. Yeah, I think him and Sertain are really close to each other, and they're both going to be really, really good. I like I like uh, I like Horn there. If Devonta doesn't fall, I I mm-hmm. think there's more of a shot that he does than uh, we think at this point. But I think we'll come in draft night. I think he's gonna fall a little bit. Maybe not think that he will, but just wouldn't be shocked. And I'm kind of hoping because it yeah, would I'd... be nice to get that electric receiver and you know actually give Hurts a chance one of these yeah. days. For the Broncos trade I had, basically, I said I didn't have one earlier, but they got a second round pick for uh, next year, I think, to move down three spots. Yeah. So they would get the uh, the Eagles pick, not the Colts. Oh, the Eagles one. Okay. Because the Colts were first. Yeah, they would have three. They would have Miami's, Phillies, and then whatever the Colts end up being. Yeah. So it's like you might as well. Yeah. So then we got the Chargers at 13. I had a slam dunk pick here. I got Christian Derisaw. Same. They definitely need a left tackle. Looking at their team, there's a lot of holes that they need to fill, but offensive line, you just need to protect Herbert right now. You got Corey yep. Lindsley, and right now you have question marks at tackle, both mm-hmm. tackles positions, especially since Balaga is getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, think, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. Take Christian Darisol. Justin Herbert is so good if you just keep him upright. Dude, it's going to be incredible to keep him healthy. So, Christian Darisol, put him in the lineup. He'll be there for 10 years. I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they ended up trading up for Penny Sewell if he had fallen with, mm-hmm. let's say, the Lions. Yeah, I think if he gets to seven, then the, if the Chargers don't trade up to seven and Sewell's there, they are out of their minds. Definitely. I don't know if you guys saw that uh, reported trade for the Chargers trading up with the Giants. That, that was fake. Someone that, no, no, but like the idea of that like didn't make sense. And why would they not. trade up two spots now? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Unless there's someone they love, but it doesn't make any sense right now. I mean, you don't know that. How you do you know, know what's going to happen? Know what, 11. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense to me. On to the Vikings. Who you got? There's a lot of ways you could go with this. For me, I stuck with offensive line and particularly guard. And I ended up taking the best guard available, Elijah Verrett Tucker. I had them taking Jalen Phillips from uh, – That was University another Miami. consideration I had. From Miami, yeah. 
Uh, I think he's not getting as much hype as he would have gotten because he had the concussion concerns from UCLA and was forced to medically retire. Uh, only two of them came on the field. One, he like fell off his bike or something, and UCLA being UCLA forced him to retire. He goes to Miami. He's the best edge rusher in the country. Yeah, I saw him. one low video about the incidents, and two of them weren't even football related. Yeah, I couldn't remember. But you also have to consider. Back. You also have to consider UCLA at this time was going through a yeah. lawsuit with an athlete. Yeah, I can't blame yeah. UCLA at all for it. Like, they pretty much had to, but yeah, this is a five-star player mm-hmm. like coming to UCLA, magically retiring, and then in his one year, getting uh, playing time with since Gregory Rousseau opted out, mm-hmm. pretty much uh, gave him first-round talent level or first-round uh, pick potential. I think he's really good. So I, think I don't know how teams are going to treat that specific player, though. Like, yeah. he's either going to go really early, or I feel like he's going to fall to yeah. a team that's going to fall in love with him. Yeah. I mean, if he ends up falling to the Colts, I would be the happiest man on the earth because he, I think he's so good. I know the concussions are really concerning, but him lining up with Daniel Hunter would look really good. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, with the uh, Patriots at pick fifteen, we got uh, Mac Jones still available. So uh, let's just take him. Yep, that's what I did. I don't think on Thursday night Mac Jones will be available anywhere close to fifteen, but in this world where the Patriots have Mac Jones sitting in their fingertips, just perfectly in their lap. They Nothing. take him. Go on, sorry. No, they just take him. And uh, I don't know if they want to start him in front of Cam. What? He's a uh, perfectly Patriots quarterback. I think if he sat a year behind Cam, and like maybe Cam in if Cam wasn't doing good, I feel like that would be better for him than being thrust to a team expected to win now. Yeah. And in terms of what I believe Mac Jones will be really good at, and I do believe the Patriots will be running this, like running that RPO scheme. Mm-hmm. And that's what he really thrived with in college. Yeah. And – translating that to the NFL since he has that progression levels mm-hmm. since he has that pocket awareness he would fit really good with New England yep I think as much as I hate to say it I think he his best opportunity best place to go is either San Francisco at three or New England wherever they end up getting him at yeah I don't see another scenario where it'd be perfect for him. Yep. Which uh, leaves us down to the Cardinals. Yep. I have, well, I have Arizona trading up, so I have the Lions at 16 here, and I have them taking Rashad Bateman. I think Bateman is really good. I think he's been really underrated this year for some reason. 
I, I mean, the Lions have so many holes. You got to know if Goff is the guy or not. Give him a weapon. Just. I'd say a receiver is definitely something the Lions should go for, mm-hmm. especially in getting more picks while getting someone as talented as Rashad Bateman is really good. Yeah, and that's probably that's probably in their best interest to get extra picks, specifically like second or first round picks. Mm-hmm. So honestly, it does make sense for the Lions. When it comes to the Cardinals, for me, this is why I didn't want to trade up because of that hole at corner. Mm -hmm. In this scenario, J.C. Horn ended up falling in them. So that's who they ended up getting. And it would be a steal. And you also have your second-round pick to draft another receiver who might fall. Mm Mm-hmm. There's or you could get an edge player there. Yeah, there's a it's a really deep receiver class. I think if you're picking <laughs> wide receiver in round two, you are doing Lucky. pretty well for yourself there. Brings us on to the Raiders. I have um in my scenario, Micah Parsons has fallen to them because NFL GMs <laughs> are seeming to be kind of concerned about his love for the game. But if you ignore that, on the field, he is really, really good. The Raiders have a need at linebacker. You put him in, he's really good. Wasn't it uh, – I think it was a hazing incident. Yeah, hazing uh, – he has a lot of off-the-field issues, which is why he would be a perfect Raider. So. <laughs> I feel like they were just uh... – not utilize him correctly (laughs) if they did somehow get him. But with what the Raiders did to their offensive line, I feel like you have to attempt to address it, especially since your entire right side is just gone. So with this pick, I have them getting Tevin Jenkins, who is pretty much the pancake king (laughs) of this uh, draft. I'd say, especially if you watch his highlights, like he's just violently throwing down people. <laughs> yeah, I'd like that. It's like, it's like I pray for whoever lined up against him like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. And then on to the onto the dolphins. I did something bold with this, so I'm not sure if you you could take the rain with what you picked real quick. Okay. Mine is pretty basic with them taking Jamar Chase at six, I believe. Yeah, six. They're going to go Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. He's a tackle. Uh, mm-hmm. He gave two or something fun with the first pick, mm-hmm. and now you just protect him. Uh, I, think, you, I, th- I think he might be better. I know he played tackle in college, but I think he'd yeah, be better think, for a guard. I think he could play guard, which honestly for the Dolphins would probably work a little better. So, I mean, they can do whatever he wants. He's versatile, He's versatile, which is uh, so, always a good thing. So, with the Dolphins taking Penny Sewell, I'd say their next needs probably skill position in my scenario. Mm-hmm. 
and <clears throat> it's not really anyone that I'd really like, like Najee Harris, not not at eighteen, mm-hmm. and honestly, I don't know if any of these receivers would fit well with the Dolphins. So in this scenario, I'm trading back with the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns are trading up to get a defensive playmaker, Jeremiah Owosu Karamoa. Yep, that's a good pick. And that would fit really well with their defense. He could be the perfect coverage linebacker they've been looking for. Mm-hmm. And with now that they have Clowney and Garrett, they don't really need edge. Maybe they could use interior defensive line, but – in this scenario, like you make that team as best you, as best as possible. Mm-hmm. And for all the same reasons, at pick number nineteen, I have the Washington to be determined. Also picking Jeremiah Owosu Karamo. <laughs> so he's he, coverage linebackers are going to be the new trend of the NFL. Yep. Kind of a hybrid. Like, kind pretty of thing. soon. Pretty teams are going to have to be like the Buccaneers and need like two of them yep. just to be able to control the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he's going to be really good. So I know I keep saying that for like everyone. But... I, know, I know for your Lions trade back, you had them taking Rashad Bateman. Yep. And even though we traded back with different teams, we still have mm-hmm. that same pick. For Rashad Bateman. This one, I'm pretty sure he's going 19th. Okay. Which leaves us with the Bears. The Bears. What offensive player are they going to ruin this time? (laughs) Well, I have them ruining a cornerback who already lives in Chicago's career, Greg Newsom II. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it might be a bit of a reach, but we're talking about the Bears here. Uh, they have holes. They can't cover anyone. They have – yeah, they definitely have a lot of questions. So, I, don't, I think – I don't know if Newsom would be – that's an interesting one. Yeah, I, I think – be seeing with, like, other corners still available? Uh, I don't think there's any corners. But you still got – I think you still got Caleb Farley, Asante Samuel Jr. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm, I have them ranked below him. I think Greg Newsom is underrated. Mm-hmm. As a Chicago kid, I think uh, I just think it's a good fit for them. And it's embarrassing. So, something weird, anyways. Yep. So, for the Bears, have them getting a receiver. And it's a uh, – I'd say it's one of uh, – I i can't pull it up. Time out. I edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had the Bears getting a receiver. And it's uh, – I'd say one of Jared's favorite players. Um, there is Tony. Uh, let's go. Welcome back. I finally, I finally get to chime in. <laughs> Jared, yeah, why don't you explain? Okay, I will say why he made uh, 
he him and uh him and uh uh a pitch they literally ran the entire uh um offense at a uh uf so while so shit man i'm tired as hell but uh uh so while i'm sorry i need to say at, here. at least you're editing i know i'm yeah i'm the one editing this this is gonna be hell for me this week bro actually but uh basically he's more of a like snap your ankles right off the line of like right off right off the line of scrimmage wide receiver so he's able to get open easily and i think honestly i would have him above waddle only because we haven't seen him like from last year we don't know what he'll be off of injury um mm. But I think he's very, very undervalued. Like, like obviously you have him like in the first round, but I didn't see anyone else talking about him at all heading into the draft class. I feel like he would be perfect in that slot role that he'd probably be put in in Chicago. Mm -hmm. He would just create a bunch of space or find the open, find the open soft, soft spot. And he's, he's able to get up, like like he's able to get like upfield really as well. Dude. Yeah, he's able to get like upfield after. It's one uh, of the after the catch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really a dangerous wide receiver that definitely deserves to go in the first round. I think it's a good pick. And now on to Jacob Steen. <laughs> the Colts. Let's go. Uh, I got them taking Aziz Ajulari out of Georgia. He is an edge rusher. I don't know a whole lot about him, but I've heard some buzz around him He's... with the Colts, and I really don't care who the Colts take. I trust Chris Ballard to take the best player available and make everyone else in the draft look like a fucking idiot. So. So in this, for me, I I don't think I have a single edge rusher taken yet so far. In my draft, and we are at pick twenty-two, and that's gonna change for uh, that's gonna change for the Colts. There's a ton. There's four different players you could argue are like the best edge rusher mm-hmm. in the draft. And I think for the Colts, I feel like they'd play it safe and just get Quiddy Pay since he'd probably be the best for their scheme fit, I'd say. Yeah, I'd like that also. I Honestly, as long as it's an edge rusher or a tackle, I don't care who they pick. I could also see them trading back. They also they, uh, could use a receiver as well. I think that's coming in the second round. I think I see the Colts trading back. I'm not sure with who. It could be back into the second round for an early second rounder here, picking up a third rounder, which we don't have right now, and taking an edge rusher, a tackle, and a wide receiver in the first with the first three picks. 
Those, those are like three big needs, especially yeah, with uh, especially with what we saw Carson once do last year. Where yeah. He didn't have mm. the greatest protection. And that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing the Colts could do is move Quentin Nelson to tackle and then just play whack a mole at guard with whoever decides to be the best guard for any given week. But I think Chris Bard will adjust tackles so that doesn't have to happen. And so you'd also need a receiver as well. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, decent receiver, not like, not like another not like another Michael Pittman or like another player yeah. of that talent level. Mm-hmm. Like probably try to get someone better. I don't yeah, know if good though in this scenario. Yeah, at this point in the draft, I'd like to see them trade back somewhere. And I think if they can get Rondale Moore out of Purdue, that would be a perfect fit. But I'm not sure how Chris Bard makes that happen. Mm-hmm. I like I like the uh, the Colts uh, trading back and getting an old lineman later mm-hmm. on in the first, maybe or early in the second. Yep. It's hard for me to predict what Chris Bard will do, so I just have him picking his knees. Algiari. That's almost that's why uh, that's why for the Bengals, like I wasn't worried about getting Joe Burrow killed for not drafting a lineman with a fifth mm-hmm. pick because in this scenario, like we have, I think I have like four linemen taken and there's a lot of there's really good. Really, like, you really got Alex awesome. Leatherwood still available, Trey Smith, Wyatt Davis, Quinn mm-hmm. Miners, Creed Humphrey. Um, trying to think for t- tackle. Liam Eichenberg. Liam Eichenberg. I think the Colts will pick him up at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Mayfield's another one. Mm-hmm. Just a yeah, lot of talented linemen. It's a really good class for linemen. Good year to need a tackle or guard. So, <laughs> we got this. So, your rival. <laughs> <laughs> what would you I... say? What would you say the Colts' biggest rival is? Uh, it used to be Houston, but with Houston being such a fucking disaster, it's definitely the Titans now. What about the Jags? Are they not a threat yet? <laughs> no. Little brother. But they always beat you every year. Yeah, they can have one. Let them feel important. One win ain't enough, am I right? <laughs> it goes on to lose 15. Exactly. Give me some false hope. Have fun with that. I have the Tennessee Titans doing Tennessee Titans things and picking Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. With uh, Corey Davis leaving, and I, I can't think of the other person that left, but there's all of a oh Johnny Smith. There's all of a sudden a need at a at receiving weapons, and in this scenario, Elijah Moore is available. Take him as well. Sounds good to me. We'll On to the Jets. Oh wait, actually, actually, before before we get to that, let's talk about Elijah Moore for a bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he's really underrated. Actually, I think he's really pretty good. 
but he's really dynamic of a receiver, especially as a route runner. Mm-hmm. He's really polished in that category. The one concern is probably his hands. Mm-hmm. But I think if he solves that, he'll be a really good receiver. Yeah, I think his upside is really, really high, but the drops are a bit concerning, which is why I would love for him to get to the Titans. It's sort of the same issue for Rondell Moore as well. Yeah. Except for Elijah Moore, I feel like he could definitely be a receiver. Whereas Rondell Moore, I have an odd feeling that he might just be a gadget player. Yeah, like if he goes to the wrong team. Mm-hmm. He gets a team that doesn't know how to use him. I can definitely say I have him. And then the Jets are in a – Jets have their second first-round pick now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways you could address this, but – for me, I just since you got Robert Salah scheme coming over from the Niners, you need you got your uh, who's the dude from the Bengals, uh, Carl Lawson, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So you got your one edge dude on the one side, and you sort of need that Arc Armstead equivalent. <laughs> and for this scenario, you got. Another potential number one edge rusher available. And uh, Gregory Rousseau available. And I think if you put him into that scheme, he would be really good. I like it. I'd, I'd I say he could be a pro bowler in that scheme. Maybe even like, I don't know anything more than that, but he can definitely be a Right through that. Yeah. I have them taking Christian Barmore from Alabama. He's more of an interior defensive lineman, but uh, I, according to Pro Football Focus, he's the 12th best player in the draft, which uh, I don't know how to feel about that. But I think the Jets are in a position where you just have to take best player available at this point. For so, uh, interior defensive linemen, there's not really any players outside of Barmore, outside of Barmore and like a few other people. Mm-hmm. Like none of them are really can't miss players, I'd say. But yeah. he, he is a really good player though. Yeah, I think he's real solid. And, and he'd fit he'd I, fit well in that scheme though. Yeah. I don't think the Jets are in any possession to be taking too many risks. So then mm-hmm. I think for his next pick, I think Jared has something that he's going to point I'm out. I'm coming. All right. I'm ready, to, <laughs> I'm ready to focus in again. You know who the next yeah. pick is? I got a feeling, but I I want you to go over it real quick. Uh, Let, me pick anticipate it. Let me anticipate. It's pick 24. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're on to the Steelers. Shit. <laughs> My bad. I, got, I, got, I got lost. I was... <laughs> ah. All right. So, wait. So, I, so I, I kind of want to hear what y'all have first. Let's see if I'm off base. You want me to go first since I'm not a Steelers fan? Yes. I'm pretty sure mine is probably the most off base, but go on. Mm-hmm. I have Walker Little. 
I think Big Ben can't move an inch in the pocket anymore. I mean, he can, but like, you know, he's up there. You need to keep him standing upright. If Big Ben is laying on his fucking ass, uh, I have some bad news for you guys. So I think you keep him upright. And I have a secondary pick in Najee Harris. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. (laughs) You ruined all my hype now. The Walker Little. We'll we'll go over Najee and then I think. Let's go. We'll talk about Walker Little for a bit. He's definitely a first round talent. Yes. He has not played a full season in two years, I want to say. Yeah. He's a five-star recruit, so he's clearly a talented player. And I want to say, like, most people that have, like, looked over what he is, he's pretty much a third-round talent, which is why when he said Walker Little, I was like, (laughs) him going in the first round. But I do understand he's a first-round talent. And I do understand that tackle is a massive need, even if the Steelers are going to – attempt to put Zach Banner at left tackle. I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll have to wait and see with that. Yeah, I don't know. I just know they need tackle. They definitely could use a tackle, though, for the future. Yeah. They could use the center, too. (laughs) Yeah. The whole O-line outside of guard. Mm -hmm. Jalen Mayfield wouldn't be a bad spot, too. No. So, Jared, you had Najee Harris? Yes, I did. Um, I think that these Steelers have – might be one of the worst uh, rushing offenses I've ever seen. Like, we head back, like, over out of the Colts game that we had where we – a one, by the way. Just going to put that out there without a run game. I think we had, like, maybe, like, seven rushing yards – we had like one like one run that went for like nine, but other than that, like it was just I don't know exactly how many we averaged like a per rush, but it was just awful. Why are you forcing me to remember that? Yeah, <laughs> you flexed yeah. that game so hard. You were like, ah, how the how how the fuck are y'all so bad? How did y'all go eleven and four? That was so bad. I, I'd say the uh, when the Steelers played the football team game, that was rough too. Like no, it was glaringly clear that the Steelers' running game was terrible. Mm-hmm. Now that I think amplified it, amplified it even more, mm-hmm. especially with their one. Year, how many times did they try from the one yard line and couldn't get in? Too many times. Now, obviously, that also stems like from like the O line not being able to a push, yeah, you know, like anywhere forward. But I don't know. I feel like we just need a new, like we just need a new, a solid running back. Like I feel like Snell's not the answer. Uh, I feel like a Connor. Don't really have anyone? Yeah, McFarlane. I like him, but I just don't think he's that amazing to be like the starting running back that we need. Mm. I feel like uh, 
I feel like Najee Harris could be that guy for the Steelers. I definitely see how he could be that. Mm-hmm. There was a point I was trying to make earlier. Who 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 was uh was it our fuck, I can't think. Uh was it with Oh, oh yeah, the run game in total. So with the Steelers problem in the run game, I'd say it's probably goes on all the running back, the offensive line is not getting better. And I'd primarily put the blame on Randy Feekner, if anything. Yeah. Not really knowing how to design a quality running game, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Or not even, like, knowing how to use some of the running backs that you have. Like, I've been harping for them to use Anthony McFarlane like more because he's a really good receiving back. Uh-huh. And on like third and 10, they'll have Benny Snell in the game. And I'm like, why is he out there? So yeah. for both of you guys, you pick offensive tackle and a running back to attempt to fix the running game. Mm-hmm. And if you guys remember last year, when uh, Bud Dupree went out, all of a sudden the pass rush was not as lethal as it was when they were going undefeated. Ooh. So, I know where this is leading. With this leading as well, the Steelers probably have their best player still available. And with this best player available being Jalen Phillips, that's a player that Mike Tomlin is going to fall in love with. And he's going to be a stealer. There you go. And you're going to have him, TJ Watt, Stephon to it, and Cameron Hayward all out there at once. That's just lethal. That is lethal. So I understand I would leave a hole for, like, the running game still and whatnot, but – with Jalen Phillips being available, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think if Jalen Phillips is there. Like, you don't pass on someone that pass. talented yeah. to attempt to fix another weakness. It's a deep enough draft at offensive line. To and even running back, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. yeah. Speaking of which, pick 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars reunite Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence. Now, do you think they really no they, need a running not, back? This is not happening in real life. This is just for me. <laughs> it would be amazing if the Jags would pick Travis Etienne because dude is insane. He's a great receiving back. He worked on it in the past year. Great receiving back. Had vision issues his freshman year. Fixed it his sophomore year. Was Arguably a Heisman candidate if you would have been watching, but nobody was watching. I, I'd bump the brakes on that team. I watched. <laughs> I watched. Dude is a beast. I don't think he's a first-round talent in reality, but in my little world of this mock draft, Travis Etienne plus Trevor Lawrence equals wins, and that's a good thing. 
maybe not for me as a Colts fan, but I think it'd be fun. I mean, it it not only beat that, but the the Jags also have James Robinson, who yeah, honestly I mean, does a lot of the same things. Like he's yeah. able to catch passes. Honestly, he's not as good, but like I wouldn't say running back for the Jags is as big of a need. No, probably not. Other areas on the roster. Probably not, but it is the Jacksonville Jaguars, so they might do something dumb. Though they do have a whole new thing going. But But I do (laughs) – definitely. I do have them going, um, fixing a need. And thankfully for this need, you're getting the best safety in the draft, at least from what I've seen. Trayvon Moore – Orig, I think. And that would fill that center field role that if you watch Jacksville's last game, Jesus, that's secondary. Especially like that middle safety area. There, there's a lot of work. There just wasn't anything there. They so if you get Trayvon Moore Morig, you got uh Shaquille Griffin on the outside. C.J. Henderson could hopefully develop. And you really just need that middle third guy. And I think if you get Trayvon Morig, you fill that hole. I saw another one. I saw um, a scenario where – who's the Penn State tight end? Let's find out. I saw saw a scenario where – Jags were taking for fair right. Let's say Pat. Pat Fairmouth. I don't know how to say his name. Pat Fairmouth. Yeah. So that comparison wouldn't. Or um, I don't understand why you do it. And tight ends definitely a need, but it's sort of choosing that or safety. I feel like they could probably get. The tight end from Penn State in the second round, anyways. So I think, I think taking the safety there is, actually, you know, I did a stupid pick. I think that safety there is a really good pick. Mm-hmm. Who would you have uh, as your twenty fifth, uh, Jared? Um, this is for the the Jags. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they I feel like you're right like they really need to work on their secondary. Um, but I don't really know any of like the like the secondary guys that would be like available. I feel like they have young uh, corners that need more time like like to develop. CJ Henderson. <laughs> yeah. I'm honestly honestly worried that he might become like the next Vernon Hard a Graves, but I don't know. I feel like like they have like their like their wide uh, like their wide receiver core isn't that bad. Linebackers not too shabby. I feel like if they find a solid safety late in the first round. It might be their best move. Trayvon Morig, maybe. Mm-hmm. I guess so. 
I will stick with that pick. I think that's their best play. And now, you had the Browns moving up at some point, didn't you? I did. And the Dolphins are picking here now. For me. For you, the Browns, though, are still here. Yeah, the Browns are still. Who did you have the Browns take against? Joker. Okay. I have them taking Quiddy Pay from Michigan, a drusher. Uh, I mean, you got Miles Garrett, Javion, Clowney, and now Quiddy Pay. Especially since I don't think Clowney's going to be a long term. No. Fixed. I think, yeah, you have him Man. kind of rotate Man. in with Clowney this year. I think that would be uh, be really good. Definitely. Especially what the Packers did with Rashawn Gary. Mm-hmm. Essentially. I think that would be a really good pick late in the first round there for them. That's really good value, too. Like, a lot of these yeah. just – like yeah. in most scenarios, they're both falling, but I wouldn't be shocked because these these are really good players. Mm-hmm. And for my scenario, I had the Dolphins at pick. I want to say twenty six. Yep, twenty six. Still in need of a of a dynamic offensive player, and that's where I have Najee Harris coming off the board. Yeah. Pair him with Tua again. You got that offensive line revamp. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the team's looking really nasty. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a good pick for them. And now we got your guys' rival, the Ravens. So, rivals for y'all. I originally had this. <laughs> the Ravens draft before the trade was really hard because I think you had to pick either one of center or receiver. And now that the Orlando Brown trade went through, it's pretty clear what they're doing with their first two picks. And honestly, I'd say with New Orleans right behind them, you take this player because he might not be available. You take Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU. He'd be that really good slot receiver that Baltimore's honestly not really had. They've had uh, Marquise Brown, who's like a deep threat. Miles Boykin mm-hmm. is another one. But not really that guy that can get open in the middle of the field. Yep. And Terrence Waltz, uh, Terrence Marshall is also someone who can play outside, mm-hmm. but a lot of his production comes through comes through the slot. I like it. I have them taking Jason Owe, who is an, a rusher, because they lost Yannick Ngakwe and Jihad Ward. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if they took a wide receiver here like Terrence Marshall, but I just think. They kind of have to plug a hole right now. Pretty That's much. They have a decent amount of holes to fill. Mm-hmm. Even even considering, not even considering the Brown trade. Like yeah. like I said, uh, receiver, center, edge now. Mm-hmm. Even that edge, I feel like you could just use uh you have from within with uh, – who's the dude's name that re-signed with him? 
check. Okay. Even with dudes like uh, Tyus Bowser coming back, mm-hmm. who could break out in a larger role. But Edge is definitely a hole there. Yeah. So, not really sure what you'd do there. <laughs> yeah. Glad it's not me who has to make a pick. Which brings us to number 28, the Saints. I have them taking Terrace Marshall there. Right mm-hmm. after you had the Ravens taking him. I think it's perfect fit. Michael Thomas is getting a little older. Put someone on the other side of him. Uh, I just, I mean, get more weapons for Jameis. There's not someone, a whole lot of holes on that team. Someone else to catch slants. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> What's one slant when you can have two slants? So the Saints are now have a lot of holes. They need a receiver too. They probably need someone to replace. Not necessarily re- replace, but replicate Trey Hendrickson's production. Mm-hmm. At least they they got Marcus Williams back, so they don't need a safety. And now, the only the question I'm gonna address here is corner. And with Norris Jenkins being cut, there's now a hole there. And who's gonna play opposite of Marcus Lattimore or Marsh Marshawn Lattimore? I should say. Um, and with him being on a one year deal. You pretty much, I think you have to get corner no matter what. And this scenario, even though it comes with injury risk, I feel like Caleb Farley would be really good for them. Especially at this position, at pick 27 or 28. Getting someone as talented as Caleb Farley, that would be really good value. And to follow the trend at pick number 29, the Green Bay Packers select Caleb Farley. <laughs> I think our so, mock drafts are one pick later. Yeah, I think we're just one pick off each other somewhere. Yeah, something pretty wrong. much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Packers probably should pick wide receiver here, but um, with Marshall off the board, there's really no one left except for – Tony and Moore, which, I mean, no offense to you, Jared. I don't feel like either of those are worthy of a first-round pick. So I think they just have to go best player available here. So it's a little bit of a need, Caleb Farley. So for the Packers, they definitely could use another offensive target. (laughs) Maybe they could use a linebacker, but – I have them going corner as well. And I guess someone who I'd want to say would fit a Joe Barry system, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. I feel like he'd be really good in that. He'd be really good man corner. And since you got Jair on one side, you have Asante Samuel take the other side. And maybe he could develop into a really good shutdown corner. And since 
He got Jaya Alexander. He doesn't have to worry about the number ones. So corner would be really good. And like like you said with receiver, I don't know if Rondale Moore or I don't know who else is available in my scenario, but I don't think any of those guys would be worthy. No, don't think so. Not in my opinion, at least. I think Rondale Moore is good, but I don't think he's that good. And to continue the trend, if you're ready. No, you're good. Okay. With the 30th pick in the draft, the Buffalo Bills select Asante Samuel Jr. I'm interested in why you picked this for the Bills, though. Uh, I just felt like it was the best value available at the position they were in. I don't really think at 30 there's much value in trading back if you're not getting the guy you really want. And, I mean, their biggest needs being on the defensive player on the on the defensive side of the ball, I think you just kind of have to go with the best defensive player available. And at this point, that's Asante Samuel. I, I agree with that thinking. And I think our scenarios are a bit different because the best defensive player I have available is an edge player. And he's Aziz Ajalari. Yeah. And they desperately need edge, especially as the AFC championship game showed. Mm-hmm. where they just couldn't touch Mahomes. Yeah, so I think them getting an edge rusher would be necessary. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked you didn't go with uh, Rousseau for this one, but this one, I think Ajalari is like one of the last bigger ones available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have gone Rousseau there. That probably would have been smart, but I, I was just going best player available. Defensive wise, there. Mm-hmm. And then this next pick was the Chiefs, but they ended up getting Orlando Brown in place of him. Mm-hmm. Who do you think they should take? I have not updated mine since the pick, since it all happened so fast and I've been working a lot, but I had the Chiefs at least taking Tevin Jenkins here, who I still had available. Oh, wow. Obviously, they did decide they needed a tackle. So, um, I guess they filled the hole I thought they would fill. But I'm not sure who that leaves available for me. Originally, originally for the Chiefs, I had Jalen Mayfield as right tackle. And even with the Ravens trade, that still could have been an option. Uh, with how bad Matt Scarra played last year, they really need a center. Yeah. And I think Creed Humphrey could fit that power scheme really well. Yeah. And that would be a really good fit. I like it. I don't really have a pick for the Ravens here. I haven't had enough time to think about it too much. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to point this out for whoever notices in the background. Yeah, someone's asleep. Sure. <laughs> Wait, actually? Yeah, I think it's Andrew. No, I'm not asleep. What? It sounded like someone was asleep. Wait, wait actually? It's literally not asleep. 
it, I don't know if it was you, but Bro, I don't know what talked that in a was. while, and it sounded like someone was snoring. No, like I, I definitely hearing. just heard it right there. Yeah. No, no, that was me hitting my vape. I think. <laughs> right when Beans right when just said he heard it. No, I but couldn't. I wasn't like chiefing it like that. So no, it was Shout like out pretty Smoke consistent. It's pretty consistent. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's funny. I had noticed it also. Uh, I was like, I was talking by myself, and I'm like, is someone sleeping? I'm like, somebody's definitely going to listen to this and think that. That's my bad, though. Nah, you good. I'm chilling the beat. We're on our last pick, though. Yeah, we are. Yeah, this is the last one. Finally. Made it all the way through. It's only been, we had a first 105-minute. This is going to be a long-ass episode. You gotta yeah. remember. You gotta remember. We got the other segment too. It was almost half an hour. Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. The Buccaneers don't have really any big holes, so might as well uh, prepare for the future and get someone like Jason Noah. That way, he can sit behind JPP and Shaq Barrett, and then he can be a beast one day. Nice. Somehow, in my draft. Kevon Moherig has fallen all the way to the Buccaneers. And out of the very place, very few places the Buccaneers need to fill, they fill a needed safety and become even better than they already were. You would have like you would have him at Winfield together. Or like I'm trying to think how that would work. I don't know how like, he would play in the box. You know? He's I don't I'm not exactly sure how it would work, but I mean, if you throw more talent to the Buccaneers, I'm pretty sure we'll figure out how to make it happen. Definitely. 100%. And with that, that is a wrap on round one. On to round two, everyone. Ready? <laughs> I hope yep, you guys are whole <laughs> Just to remind you guys, this is a full seven round mock draft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A tighten up. We're going to be here all night. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, we're not doing that. Hell no, hell no. <laughs> I, I did my first for- eight picks, and then that, that was it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I barely did enough research to figure out how who the hell these guys at the bottom were. Nah, y'all went in though. Me and Andrew, we did not do our. Definitely we did not do not. our. Not that in depth detail. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, y'all. Y'all went all in, and that that was actually huge. Y'all, I mean, obviously, I don't think our mock drafts are going to be anywhere near what it's actually no. supposed to be, especially towards the end of the first round. Oh yeah, because there's always crazy. one of those last few teams that trades back. Yeah, you know? I mean, I could see a lot of trades happening. Like I could see the, the Buccaneers trading back, the Bills yeah. trading back. Maybe I'd the Packers sh- moving up. I would be shocked if the Colts don't trade back, <laughs> to be honest. I like the Colts trading back a lot. I think they have a decent team and the only just smaller needs or big mm-hmm. needs, but easier to fill needs in the offensive line. All they yep. needed was Wentz. That's all they really needed. Exactly. I mean, anything you know else. how I feel about it. That's, that was it. Mm-hmm. For a big ones guy, it's Super Bowl automatic. Just 
we don't even need to play a season out just because. And, and, and if they and get that them. offensive line intact. <laughs> and I'm not one more. That's scary hours for the rest of the league. I'll schedule the parade now. Mm-hmm. Get the t-shirts ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, AFC South's there to, theirs to lose, I'd say. I mean, yeah. Are the Jags to win? Unless <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is just the greatest quarterback of all time, year one. Mm-hmm. Which he may be. Mm-hmm. Which he may be. Can only hope. It's going to be like the first time to actually watch Trevor Lawrence and like not expect him to like win every game. Yeah, it's going to be really weird to see him. Like it's, so, it's the same thing with like Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati or yeah. Tyler going to Arizona mm-hmm. or Baker going to Cleveland. Yeah. Nice is weird seeing that. You know? Yeah, seeing the guys who never lost. Some cases it works, and then others it's just really bad. Mm-hmm. Quite the turnaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not sure if there's anything else to add. I don't think there is. I think that is a wrap on episode nine of the podcast, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Jacob, thank you for hopping on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you guys for uh, staying up till two in the morning to record mm. this, helping <laughs> us out. It was huge. <laughs> hey man, anytime. Y'all two uh, taking over was huge as well. Might have to do a uh, draft reaction podcast too. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll try something up yeah. for that. Mm, lives like a uh, I don't know a live stream or something. Jared, you might have to set that up because I'll be working that day. You need to call out. I swear, yeah. You can miss out on it on on like eight hundred bucks. A few hundred bucks. To yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you'll survive I mean, I'm getting ready for Florida. You know <laughs> exactly. Yeah, don't worry. Bread, the, live you know? the live stream will carry. We'll make enough money off of that. It really mm-hmm. will. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll get donuts. I mean, I was, I was telling Jared, you have like a wallet that can carry a thousand. <laughs> this this dude snaps me every day that he hops off work. He's like, yeah, Brad just made like $500 in tips. <laughs> stop. Stop. Like, hey, like, man. You just need to stop you need a, reflecting you need a, and hand it You to need me. to understand <laughs> You need to understand this. Like, all the shit I've dealt with the past two years, all the shit I've had to do, like, every hour of work I've put in. And it's paying off. And it really is. There are Fridays where I've had to wash every single dish, and my other mm-hmm. – and uh, the other person I work with would just see not help me in that mm-hmm. aspect. So, viewing it like that mm-hmm. – I fucking have a right to flex it. Oh yeah, no, but that's what. I, but like, but like, you be sending me. It's like, dude, you need to get into this business, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm not. But I don't want to. Like, I don't I mean, want to have to a deal with like the shit that you had to a deal with at the beginning. I am not interested in that. <laughs> Especially since I just had to make a big ass decision in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I see either I could stay with like the okay pay or go somewhere else with potential to get that. 
Mm-hmm. And like that wasn't even a guarantee. You were working at Moe's as well. In the yeah, that was, that was like a side job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one of those morning ones since uh, parents were still at home, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, might as well try to save up for that car. True. That was the game plan for that. Yeah. Just happy that everything is paying off, though. Yep. All right. Well, All right. I think that ends the episode off right there with a Sam Flex. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you guys for hopping on. Shout out, shout out, brother Bill, for making me that pizza. Anna. Didn't forget about that. <laughs> and anything else? The uh, anything you guys want to say right now? Uh, just thanks for having us on. Thanks for having me as well. I'll always shout out Andrew. You know, mm-hmm. every episode <laughs> it has yeah. to happen. We're gonna we're gonna hopefully come back one of these days and have a little bit more to contribute <laughs> <laughs> when the Eagles are in the Super. But I. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can come, I can come back, you know, when when we're Super Bowl when, champions uh, for the second time in five years. When the when the Sixers are in the finals, mm-hmm. I'd love to be able to talk about the Steelers not being over five hundred after they start Ben every game this season. Uh, that's stuff like that. I mean, I'm already prepared to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Also excited to talk about the Pacers missing the playoffs for what feels like the first time in twenty. We, you know years. what? Mm-hmm. I might, I might be able to touch on Joel's MVP or the Sixers Finals. Right? <laughs> uh, like if that. you know, mm-hmm. we might, we might need to do another one of these long ass episodes. Mm-hmm. We might need another two and a half hour episode. <laughs> this might, this might be a, this might be our longest one. This is uh, Ross. This, and this is Owl. for sure our longest episode <clears throat> by far. By yeah. at least half an hour. This is yeah. crazy. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of statements made. Mm-hmm. A lot uh, of big picks. So, a lot to see coming into this new draft. Mm-hmm. Definitely. See how right we were. See how bad teams fucked mm-hmm. it up. Gonna be very wrong. Mm-hmm. Excited to but see. We're all gonna be laughing when the Jets take Mac Jones at two. Exactly. It's screened into death. Like, right. uh-huh. that's crazy to think about. But uh, let's wrap this up. Before yeah, let's wrap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, uh, three hour episode. Exactly. Why not? <laughs> I'm attempting to head to bed. But, uh, yeah, I know. I'm in that mood too. But uh, appreciate you guys for coming on. Hopefully, we could get you guys back on. And we'll put the links down below, and we'll see. We'll probably be playing a GTA playlist sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Hopefully soon. Hopefully. Like I, think, I think I think that Andrew won the last one, so someone got to take I'm that hot. title I'm from hot. Yeah, Someone got to take that title. He's heating up. <laughs> Damn, I have to play right now. Yeah, I'm on. I'm there. <laughs> Type it in chat. Oh, yep. brother, you could have paid me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well – but thank, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week whoever's listening 
if you're mm-hmm. somehow still listening. You <laughs> <laughs> made it through. But congratulations. Jared and I appreciate your support. And mm-hmm. we'd love to get more of y'all on. And it's just a matter of when yeah. the circumstances are, you know? Mm-hmm. But, that, but we uh, we do appreciate the support. And I don't really know if there's anything else to say. I don't think so. We will see y'all next week. Much love, Shrey gang. Yeah.